Monsignor Horne. What? What exactly is going on here? What do you think is going on? We're building an airport. And I hope the Department of Transport doesn't hear about it. Now, don't tell them. And we're going to have it built in a very, very short time. You see the activity that's going on here. There's another load coming now. And uh, I think it's marvelous, aren't you? Are, are you being absolutely serious about what's going on and here? We have no money. But we're hoping to get it next week or the week after. You, you, you don't really have permission and you well, don't have money. I'm not sure whether I have permission or not. But I mean, I'm going ahead anyhow, just taking a chance. I, are you trying to call somebody's bluff or what exactly are you up to? I'm trying to uh, build an airport and to have it soon because Connacht needs an airport very, very badly. See all the people that are employed around this area here. We have 600 on our list, and we are bringing them in and putting them to work as soon as possible. Monsignor, it seems absolutely incredible that you and a handful of other people here would jump the gun, as it were. Go ahead and start seriously talking about building an airport, certainly building the approach road at the moment, without having the government's full approval, without even being certain that this is a suitable location for an airport, and certainly having no commitment as well, possible. Well, I, I have met the, the officials in the Ministry, Ministry of Transport, and they like me very much, and I know that they won't let me down. And I think the Taoiseach's a great man, too. <laughs> you have to be bluffing. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, 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 I wouldn't bluff. I mean, I'm very sincere, you know, I'm a very sincere person. I have a certain amount of romanticism to me, but we have to shift a million cubic metres of fill out there. We have to shift 550,000 cubic metres apiece. And if you're a romantic and try and shift that, you'll never shift it. But we can shift it. And we know that what we can do it for in that particular area. And I always think that area, we have fill at the bottom end of that, that we can bring in at a price that couldn't be done anywhere else in the world. And we can do it there. And romanticism, when you're shifting that amount of muck, and when you're dealing with the sort of contractors that shift muck, won't get you anywhere. We're waiting for financial commitment and waiting for permission. We might be waiting here for the next 20 years. I might be dead. I, I'm an, an old man in a hurry. <laughs> I suppose one would have to uh, commend the people who thought of it, but one would suggest that in the present economic climate that the money they're proposing to spend on it might just be a little bit better well spent. And uh, as again, I, I just fail to see what uh, uh, a Boeing 737 landing in the Charlestown area as to number one, who is exactly going to use that service? Um, as I say, number two, I know already who's going to pay for it, and that's us, the taxpayer. May 2nd, 1981, and the first sod is turned. Uh, may I introduce you now our guest of honor, Mr. Albert Brennan, Minister of Transport.
and will enable Knock to establish itself as a pilgrimage centre. So far as business and industry is concerned, I know that many people have often felt cut off from the rest of Ireland, and that this isolation creates difficulty in attracting new industry to the region. I believe that this new airport will go a long way towards ending that sense of remoteness, and I hope that in due course it will open up the entire region for development. I'm absolutely thrilled, I'm delighted, and I'm most thankful to the government for having made this decision. It was a courageous decision, and I think they made the right decision. This is a beautiful site. It's a tourist attraction in its own right. See this view, beautiful, scenic, panoramic view from here now where I'm standing. And uh, I am proud of the local people who have done such a magnificent job in building a road and doing the preparatory works. They're, they're mighty, and uh, I, they deserve an airport. It was the money end of it we felt would be a problem, but we might not get a government grant or anybody to back it. But uh, the finance is there for now, and I see no reason why it shouldn't go ahead. The man's senior home behind it. He has to drive. And as he said himself there, he's uh, got great support and so far how fast this job has been done. There's enthusiasm in it. There was a great statement made here today that he's seen men doing a job they've been doing in England for the last 100 or 200 years. It's been done now in Barnagulia. The first thing that I thought, ever thought of when I heard this, you know, was my kids that don't have to cross the pond to get work here. They'll be, they'll be, definitely they'll be working here now, you know. They'll be only living down the road there and they'll be coming here every morning. So what better could you ask for? The likes of that happen around here. That's that's the key thing. It's for the youth, not for the likes of me. It's for those kids here. That's that's something that we we always wanted but never could have it. It was getting that the used call the Black Mariah through the bog and go out to some foreign country, you know, and may never see them again. That's what happened to some of my sisters, you know, and brothers. They left, had to go. But now my kids haven't to go. Thanks be to God for it. Well, I think on the, on the long term it, it'll uh, be a benefit to the to Connacht as regards employment and factories and spins off and uh, the surrounding towns. You know, the, as time, I suppose you could say that over a twenty years term, it was twenty years I suppose before you could say everything will be booming. But it, it is a great thing, and a great thing for the people. I had this idea of an airport about 10 or 11 years ago when I became administrator in Knock for the first time. It's about 12 years ago. And I explored the possibilities at that time, but I was up against it. And my biggest problem was to get land, to get people to volunteer to give the land, because you can't start getting an airport or asking for an airport until you have the, the site or the land to, get, to uh, build it on. And I found that it was impossible to get any kind of a site around Knock. And uh, when the Pope came here and uh, half a million people came to uh, knock, then I saw that it should be, uh, I should start on again. And I thought of this area here. September 17th, 1981, and the hard sell in the press and on radio begins. Friends and neighbours, you're all very welcome for a programme on the Connacht Airport. And I have a lot of friends around the table here, and later on I'll be speaking to them, and I will introduce you to them as I go along. So I'm going now to Sean Smith of the IDA. Sean Smith is an old friend of mine. He's County Development Officer for Mayo. He's an agent for the IDA, 
and he's one of the people that worked very, very hard on this airport. As a matter of fact, any time that I began to lag behind, Sean phoned me up and told me, do this and do that and do the other thing. And I was afraid at times, you see, when he pushed me forward that I was going out of my depth. But however, uh, Sean is here with us, and Sean, I'm sure, has some ideas about an industrial estate rising up from the bogs down in Barnalyra. Well, Monsignor, I think that the Connacht Regional Airport is the single most effective mechanism that could be provided in Connacht to trigger off uh, economic and industrial development. All one has to do is look at Shannon and see what happened over the past 20 years. The Shannon Airport has, the, the area it serves, is it covers about 260,000 people. The area to be served by your Connacht Airport is about 250,000. We're talking about the same area. And in the last 20 years, 9,000 jobs were created in Shannon as a result of the development of an industrial estate there by out-of-state resources. But it's the old story, the wheel that squeaks the loudest gets the grease. And if we don't make the case to claim national resources to have an industrial estate uh, developed there, it won't happen. There will be need for water, sewerage, electricity services. And this is something we should be getting down to, I think, at this stage, staking your claim uh, upon national finances to ensure that the industrial estate is developed. Thank you very much, Sean. I'm sure that you'll be in there fighting for us, as you have uh, done in the past. I think at this stage, I think that I should thank the present government for making funds available. I'd thank pa Paddy O'Toole in particular that has taken such great interest. And uh, I hope that it will progress favourably. And I would like to thank the late government for initiating the whole thing. So now we have a friend with us here, a man from Ballyhonas, Mr. Sher. Mohammed Rafiq. Now he's a great friend of the people in this area because he has given a lot of employment. He's a very popular figure <coughs> around Ballyhonas at the moment. He's in demand for all kinds of occasions, even for uh, radio programs. And uh, he has a very big business in Ballyhonas. He exports meat. And I want to ask him if he has seen the airport and to tell us what use he thinks that he he thinks that he will be making of this airport in the future. Well, thank you very much, Father Holland. Yes, I have seen uh, the work in the airport. Uh, in fact, I lately I've taken a liking of it, and uh, that's where I take my wife for outing pr practically twice a week. And uh, hopefully, uh, it will come into come into being not long distance. I would like to ask you now what type of airplane you would be using if when you use this airport and when you get it organized. A big aircraft or small aircraft or what kind of an aircraft? Well it is for our case it's very essential that we have uh, we must have airport uh, which we can use to 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 so most economical uh, way of uh, flying out the fresh meat, which we use now, uh, we do mainly when our youth is shown in Dublin, uh, is that we should have aircraft which take payload something like between 38 ton to 45 ton a time. This, this being a, a joining site, a uh, few miles away from the plant, is, uh, I mean, you couldn't have a, 
any, I mean, you couldn't hope a better facility than this uh, next door to you, where you can wait until the aircraft land into the place, and then you start dispatching, uh, you go into the trailer and uh, take down to airport. Uh, normally, in case of Shannon or Dublin, we have to load at least a day before. So you save time then? Uh, we save time, uh, yeah. time we save money. Yeah. Now I want, to I want to thank you all for taking part in this program. <coughs> Let's hope that this airport will bring to Connacht full employment and prosperity, and I think at the present time we need it. Thank you all very much. Good evening. Sloan. December 3rd, 1981, and the first major setback as the government pulls the plug. Monsignor, colleagues and gentlemen of the press, you're all very welcome here this morning. Uh, we're gathered here this morning to, first of all, express our utter disappointment at the government's decision to um, uh, abandon the, the proposed uh, regional airport for Knock. As you all know, uh, I was the Minister for Transport Concerned at the time when uh, this project went to uh, government, got government approval, and I had the pleasure to dig the facade here on the 2nd of May. I think that uh, the abandonment of the project at this point in time is uh, certainly, in my view, a further step uh, along the road of the economic withdrawal by the present coalition government from the west of Ireland. Of course, I'm very disappointed at the decision of the government to uh, cut off the work on the airport because this had given great hope and great encouragement to people of the West. And as you know, we have a very big un unemployment problem in this area, and this was a great boost to our morale. And I was hoping that this airport would bring industrial development to the area, would bring a lot of tourists over here because we have a beautiful country here in the West. And I had great hopes for it. And I'm very, very sorry, and I feel very sad for the people of the West this morning because this is a big blow to the west of Ireland. And I hope that the government will change their minds and continue with this work when the present contract is uh, finished. Oh, it's very bad here. It's very bad. Uh, the people are very vexed about it. Like, there's men here that expected four years' work, five years' work, and they uh, have a feeling that they'll be gone out of here by next May. We don't want that to happen. Like, there's a lot of work put into it. Men worked here hard for what's been done, and there's men invest a lot of money into machinery and lorries. I mean, they hadn't machinery beforehand invested into it because they were sure of the work. But now it's looking bad. And we want, we'd like to see something happen better than what's happening now. Well, it has done badly here in the west of Ireland. And uh, our own minister for the gate says it has done badly here. And uh, got, uh, Gary Fitzgerald has got good support here. It still has done badly. He promised us there for the children's use. What I, I think that um, all our ministers let us down, and let us down badly. But I can make out that they don't want anything to come into the West. And when there's something started, they want to knock it down straight away. So it's very bad this evening. As site manager on site on behalf of Frank Carrington, we're just not taking it. We're going ahead, working to the terms of reference of contract. We don't have any qualms that we will finish the airport in due course, and that we will have in time jet coming in here. Too long, I, mean, I may at this stage refer to Mr. Desmond too, he's a, a TD for Dublin Dunleary, as I understand, and he wasn't half as vociferous when some of the men in the west of Ireland had to take the boat to Hollyhead, he didn't stand on the docks to stop them. 
like the ones I seem to know Where the air towers glisten And children listen To hear jet planes on the go I'm dreaming of a great airport With all the politicians that I know May the Taoiseach be happy and bright And may all the politicians do right Well, I would hope that God and Our Lady and the Taoiseach, you see, would supply this money because, uh, after all, it would bring so much uh, industry and tourism to Connacht. It would do so much good to Connacht that uh, this five or eight million pounds it would cost would be very, very little because, after all, we're losing up to 60 or 70 million pounds a year on uh, railways and roads. Well, I think if a government, the government that we have in at the moment, if they spend six million pounds on this uh, airport between August 1981 and uh, March 1982, I can't see it being left there as a white elephant. I think people will be concerned that it is going to stop then, but I think the proper planning has to be made after March so that if the government are going to spend a further two million on it, they will have to know exactly how it is going to be spent. As a businessman in Charlestown, I'm fully behind this airport. We need this airport more than anything else that was ever built in the west of Ireland. 1981 gives way to 1982, but the difficulties still persist. So that was the 3rd of December, but on, uh, on Budget Day in 1982, uh, the government failed. Jim Kenny. Uh, had the whole country in his hands and he made his decision and he put out the government because of uh, the lifting the subsidies on food and uh, clothing for children and food generally and, and, and uh, clothing for, and shoes for children. So then a uh, new government got in, Charles Jahai got in and he found four and a half million in the budget and he gave us that four and a half million. He, his government lasted until November. And in the meantime, we, we signed contract number two. That's what the ash built on the uh, runway. And uh, also the taxiway and the uh, cementing the apron. We got two and a half million or something like that for all for that amount, which wasn't sufficient. So that was uh, 1980, uh, that was, oh yeah, 1980. He had that in the budget for us, but Gareth Fitzgerald got in, in in November. Charlie Hyde fell in November and he got in, Gareth got in. Then they gave us that two and a half million. When that was spent, we see they had to give it to us because we had signed a contract. When that was spent, they wouldn't give us any more. But I appealed to Jim Mitchum to give us enough money to build the apron and he gave us 600,000. He gave us permission to borrow 600,000 pounds at the end of, of that year. That was 19, uh, 1983, sometime around uh, August or October. So we built, the, the, uh, laid the foundations for the apron. And uh, then on the 14th of December, 1983, another attack was made on the airport about 
October or November and there was rumours going around that we were going to be knocked, it was going to be axed. So they finally axed it on the 14th of December, 1983. And that was for keeps. Because uh, now they told us that we would never would get any more money and that we wouldn't get any subsidy to run the airport when we, if it did ever, if it did open. So we, I went to Australia then, and I did a program for CBS in America, and uh, it uh, was shown all over the world, shown in America, shown in Australia, New Zealand, uh, South Africa, South Korea, Canada, every place except the British Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, we've been on uh, telephone each night, which, uh, as you know, is daytime for them when they get back from work, so we just get there at the time that they will be coming in from work. And we spoke to quite a number of people uh, in the different cities. We have one or two contacts, prime contacts, in each city. Uh, they have been very anxious to help us, and they are setting up radio shows and television shows for us when we go out. Um, we hope to spend roughly three to four days in each city and then have a gathering or a meeting of uh, people as a result of the radio shows. And to get on your time. And to get your time. To get many people to the meetings as possible. By using your time. We launched an appeal thrown post and we sent uh, an appeal to every householder in Ireland with the exception of Dublin and Waterford and the only reason why we didn't send them to Dublin and Waterford is because Unpost had no uh, means of distributing on these areas and uh, it has been very successful it's been fantastic the money has been pouring in ever ever since uh, from ordinary people all over the country, not merely from Connacht, but even much more from across the across the Shannon. We had uh, we have for Cork and Kerry and Waterford and Louth and Manor, you name it, and from Northern Ireland and from across the seas. We have got uh, a cheque for ten thousand from a private individual in some part of Ireland down in the south of Ireland. We have got we get we get in hundred pounds, we get in twenty pounds and five pounds. But you know, it varies and we get up to four or five hundred letters every morning. And by September 1984, with voluntary subscriptions flowing in, the Monsignor was finally able to say... We didn't believe that it could happen, but it has happened. It's fantastic, I think it's tremendous. And uh, the runway is finished, the apron is finished, and now this building is going to rise from the ground. We expect to have the roof on this building by the 1st of November, and then anything can happen after that. All we need then is electronics, and we can, we can fly. It's not going to be quite elegant. It's, it's the biggest thing that happened in Connacht for the last 100 years, and I think it's going to be fantastic. Connacht would never be the same again since we got this airport, and now it's here. People didn't believe it. Everybody who comes here are very impressed. They can't, they can't believe it. But the glory will come not only in the finishing of the airport, but in the bringing of industrial development alongside the airport. There's tremendous unemployment in this county. 54% of our people are unemployed. Last week alone, 1,000 people applied for 17 positions in a new store in Ballina. Now, we want industry here, and I ask the people of the west of Ireland, whatever they are, farmers, trade unions, businessmen, every people, to insist that industrial development comes along with this airport. I'm very pleased about the whole thing. It was a bit of a dream for me in the very beginning, and it's a dream now that it's coming to its fr fruition. And, uh, I'm very happy about it and very proud about it. The airport will pay for itself because we are, uh, we are going to exercise good husbandry 
and we're going to cut the, cut the cloth to our measure. We're not going to make, make the mistakes perhaps that were made by other people, but uh, this will pay for itself. It will be a tremendous asset to Connacht, and Connacht will never be the same again. It will give employment to our young people. It will bring in tourists, galore. It will uh, bring industry around here, and we hope to have perhaps uh, a duty-free zone around here, industry rising from the ground, to give employment to our people. Just look at it, Jim. You know, it's there for everybody to see now. It's a magnificent achievement. It's, it's hard for me to be unbiased, being involved in it for as long as I am. But even taking a detached view on it and taking the time factor alone in which this has been achieved, despite the, the political problems which it has had, we have succeeded. Standing here in November 1980, there was nothing but as what they called it, peat and virgin land. We're standing here now in 1985 with a completed airport ready to take top-class jet aircraft. In time factors, apart from wartime efforts or apart from maybe what might be going on in third-level countries in the jungle where there's urgent, which don't have to comply to international standards, this airport, I'd say, would stand on record as being one of the fastest completed airports in the Western world today. Take it for price alone. We, we've read an awful lot about the major cost that this particular facility has cost. You're standing on what I consider a 30 million facility that has been put here for 12 million pounds. So that's what I consider it as an achievement. As an engineering achievement, it's one of the greatest we could have around the area. <coughs> Done completely by local labour, by local people, using local materials. The only material we've brought in here, would you believe, is the bitumen to bind the macadam you're standing on now. That's the only foreign material that we brought in to this country to build this airport. That doesn't affect our balance of payments, but I shouldn't be making those sort of comments. As an engineer, we shifted what? 1.3 million cubic metres apiece. We brought in at least 1.1 million cubic metres of gravel, compacted it to the highest standard compaction, and we have IRS approval for it, and well as forest approval for the standards to which we have brought it to, with local labour, local contractor from down the road, Frank Harrington, and of course the man behind us all driving us, <laughs> Monsignor himself, giving us encouragement and, with due respect, done plenty of stick too when we weren't performing properly. Yeah, it, it's a magnificent achievement in the times that we're in. And so on Friday last, October 18th, after five years of controversy, the first Aer Lingus plane, a short 360 commuter, was able to touch down at Knock Airport. Shamrock commuter, Shamrock commuter, this is Knock Tower, do you read? Shamrock commuter, Knock Tower, do you read? Yeah. Commuter, I got the message, I got the message. I repeat, the beacon is online, 398 kilohertz, at location, in, uh, is at the outer marker. Call sign is Oscar Kilo. Let's shake hands with you. You're yes. the first day of hostess. <laughs> and I'm delighted and to be the first day of hostess.
And so on Friday, October 25th, 1985, after all the controversy, Knock International Airport finally took off in a blaze of colour and excitement. Monsignor, what are your feelings this morning? Oh, marvellous. I'm thinking of all the good people that helped me to finish this airport. And may God bless them all. And they hope that this airport will bring great prosperity to this uh, province. Not to every county in the province, not merely Mayo, but to all the province. It's here now in the middle of Connacht, and I hope that they make good use of it, that it brings employment for the young people who are leaving school, for the unemployed, and so on. I hope that it brings prosperity to, to the whole province. God bless you. Thank God for Monsignor. And thank you Monsignor for the airport. God bless. You travelled all over the world to get this money. Are you surprised, Monsignor, by the warmth of the welcome here this morning? Well, I'm not, because I've been getting this for a long time. from I think they're marvellous. I think they're marvellous people. These are the people that helped me to build the airport. And they should get the credit. They should get the credit, not, not, not. It shouldn't be coming to me. Did, did you think five years ago, standing on the hilltop up there, that it could become a reality? Oh, I never give up hope. I never give up hope. <laughs> I knew it would happen. And if it didn't happen, we would make it happen, yes. What, what kind of thoughts do you have towards your critics this morning, the people who knocked the airport and... May God bless them too. What will your feelings be when the first Aer Lingus jet touches down? Oh, they'll be marvellous. It's, it's historic, you know, it's something that, uh, the start of something big for this part of the country because we never got a chance until now. And, and we have marvellous people here, we have dedicated workers, we have skilled workers, we have intelligent workers, and they get a chance now to show their paces. Who, who did you do it all for, Monsignor? I, I did it all for the people of Connacht, my beloved Connacht, and I did it for Knockshine as well. I had two motors, two big motors. How, how do you feel about travelling to Rome with the Monsignor? Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Thanks very much. What, what are you looking forward to? You should find knocking it shall be opened up to you. What are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Seeing the Pope, yes, and seeing Rome, seeing Giovanni, and to see I was on the first flight from the. <laughs> from where? From Knox. From Knox. What are your feelings as, as the pilgrims begin to arrive, Monsignor? Oh, that's marvellous. I mean, I can't, words can't describe how I feel. Yes. Uh, I am proud of them all, and I'm proud of the uh, people who have backed me and helped me to finish the, the airport. I'm uh, proud of all the people who gave me the airport in the beginning. <laughs> well, in, sp in spite of the begrudgers. <laughs> well, uh, you know, God bless them too. <laughs> Sorry. What, what kind of a week are you going to have in Rome? Marvellous. Marvellous week. Marvellous week. It's high season in Rome, I think. High season. That's right. That's right. This is the time when all people go to Rome.
attention please, Connors Airport announces the arrival of Aer Lingus Flight 4966 from Dublin. Thank you. I think it's marvellous. Uh, I find it very hard to, you know, realise it has, has happened. But I look forward to it, but at times, of course, I suppose there may have been doubts, but uh, it's here now and uh, I'm delighted. I hope it brings great prosperity to the good people here in Connacht and that it gives them an opportunity to show their skills and their intelligence and their dedication to work. I think uh, it, it will bring uh, jobs for the young people leaving school. I'm very worried about them and uh, I hope that it does... Uh, to the whole country and I'm the credit goes to the good the ordinary people of Ireland who helped me to finish the airport by giving their subscriptions it's due to the people who uh, work voluntarily you know for nothing really uh, to in order to finish it I think it's it's a marvelous day and I'm I'm proud of it what are your I, thoughts I think, you I think God has made this day what are your thoughts as you look around at the thousands lining the perimeter fence there straining to get a, a glimpse of the aircraft straining to get a glimpse of you that's right I, I think it's marvelous you know I feel very humble. I really do, yeah. Was there a, a tear in your eye there, just as it touched down, as the uh, as the aircraft hit the ground? Well, it wasn't far. It wasn't far behind. No, there may not have been a tear, but it wasn't far. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, th I was. I was very moved. All right, when I saw it, you know. Did you see it as a moment of personal triumph? Or I feel very proud. I feel very proud of Aer Lingus, you know, of our own uh, national airline and uh, flying the Irish colours. I think it's marvellous, and I hope that it's the first of many, many, many flights into this airport. Do you think it has a future? There are still, even today, people who are oh, no, expressing mind. doubts don't about it. Don't mind these people. The people who are expressing doubts or have probably vested interests, and they're afraid they'll lose something themselves. But, I mean, we're entitled to something over here, and may God bless all the people of Ireland. There was a little bit of fog around. Did that worry you? There seems to have been... No, no, I knew that God would clear that away. <laughs> 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 Well, I, I believe in that. I, I believe there's a great providence about this airport uh, because it has gone through a lot of uh, trials and uh, tribulations. But in spite of all, it's here and it's here to stay it, and it will do a lot of good to, to the people of Connacht and, of course, to the people of Ireland because if, uh, if it does good for Connacht, it's a good for the economic prosperity of our country. God bless. Oh, Lord Mayor of Cork. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. The Lord Mayor of Cork. Will you thank his, his uh, worship for uh, this lovely gift? Yeah. And I'm delighted. And I hope there'll be great traffic between uh, Cork and Wonderful occasion, and I'm glad to be part of it. <coughs> and I uh, am delighted to have all these wonderful people here, uh, who out on the road there, across on the hills there. These are the people that helped me to finish this airport, and I'm most grateful to them. <laughs> How does it feel, Monsignor, to stand on what is still bog? 
on the top of this hill and look at that Erlingus jet going down the runway preparing for takeoff. It shows the effort uh, that was put into this uh, building this airport. It shows the skill of our workers. It uh, shows that this is a great day for Connacht. And they're given a chance. The West away. <laughs> what kind of thoughts are going through your mind just now? Well, uh, I'm looking into the future and I see thousands and thousands of people uh, coming here, thousands of planes <coughs> landing here that will bring prosperity to this part of the country. We never got a chance really until now, and now that we have uh, the proper infrastructure, <coughs> I'm sure that the people of the West will take advantage of it, and uh, it will lead on to very, very big things indeed for this area. Monsignor, there's still obviously a very long way to go. It's one thing to open an international airport for just one day. Well, if we brought it this far, surely it's only a short distance now to right. full perfection. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for, furthermore, furthermore, I think that uh, you know we we have the, if we're able to do this much, we'll be able to do the rest as well. We'll be able to make a success of it. We're, we're well, an airport is not built to. Uh, Make, make money, you see. People are always thinking of an airport as something uh, that will make money and uh, bring, bring uh, more money into the area. No, it's, it's, a, it's a something that gives service to the people. It's something that will give a boost to <coughs> tourism. And we have the mo prettiest part of Ireland. Don't you know that, don't you? <laughs> and uh, we have the most skilled workers. And when the industrialists come in and see what we, can, we have done now, they'll certainly be flocking in here to... Uh, build factories and to give it a chance to the people of the of the uh, area to uh, get working and get employment and show their faces. Where, where do you think the, the business is going to come from? From the whole world, from America, from Great Britain, from the continent. I mean, they all know about it now and they'll all be coming here. And anybody who is going to uh, travel to Ireland, they'll say, well, where will we land? I said we landed this controversial <coughs> airport. <laughs> Seriously, isn't that isn't that a bit of a dream, Monsignor? I know you're, you're always talking about dreams. I'm ta always talking about reality. You know, we're 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 standing here on an airport. That's a credit to the people who built it, and a credit to the, my board, the, all the people on my board. It's a credit to uh, uh, all the people who helped me, who gave me subscriptions, and all the people who worked voluntarily to see this project finished. And now it's here, and we'll make good use of it. Well, the, the St. Eunan down there is just turning at the end of that 7,500 feet now. Uh, you can see the lights flashing there. It's, it's obviously an extraordinarily moving moment for you. It is. Well, all the saints, all the Irish saints in heaven will be praying for us now, and all the Irish saints, <laughs> and, and, and all the Irish saints will help us to bring it, bring it the full circle, and that we will really get, get a lot of uh, uh, support for when, when, you, when you look across there at the, at the hundreds on the hills and yeah. on the opposite side of the runway, out to the perimeter... It reminds me of the papal visit. <laughs> That's right, it reminds me of the papal visit. When, when the hills at Knock were covered with people, uh, I, I, I see crowds and crowds of people over there on the hills, and I'm glad to have a, an opportunity of viewing this aircraft taking off. And I'm proud of Aer Lingus, who will put on this, uh, fly, these flights, and I'm proud that this, this plane will be leaving here and won't stop until it arrives at Rome. Do you feel alone on this, on this hillside, on this runway, or How could I feel alone with thousands and thousands of people around me here? All conductors here backing me, yes. And how can we fail? When you have support, when you have support like that, but uh, how can you fail? But there, there are personal thoughts going through your head. You're, yeah. you're performing for all of us. You're being very kind to the media, in fact. But there, you're there all the time trying to get my secret thoughts, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
and sometimes you succeed, you know. And then we hear them uh, for breakfast in the morning, you know. <laughs> I think it's marvellous. At 11.17 then on Friday, the 25th, how does it all feel? Well, we'll be coming, we'll be coming on the 25th, 11.17. Oh, that's, it's marvellous. I mean, everything is go, and everything is go for Connacht, and everything is go for the uh, prosperity of Connacht. And if Connacht is prosperous, it will mean a lot for the economy of our country. And uh, some people tell me that the, peop the Galway people are jealous. They shouldn't be jealous because any anybody that lands here will never leave the West without visiting our capital, Galway. Okay? Here, here. There she goes. There she goes. Beautiful. Marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> no bother to her. <laughs>